Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live, and happy, happy Tuesday to all of our listeners and those who will listen in via archive later on in the day or the week or the month. We're so happy to present to you Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. And as you know, we've been doing this um, weekly segment since, oh my goodness, we're about four months now, and Michael has been so amazingly fantastic. I have learned so much from him, and I know him. We're friends, but I've learned so much from him over these past few months, and we've talked about renewing the mind, and there's so many other things that we're going to talk about. And today, the show is always, I want to remind you, being sponsored by Discipleship International, and that is one of Michael's um, babies, his jewels that he's founded, and we're going to talk more about that today because it's actually our topic today, Discipleship International, um, Make a Disciples is one of Michael's mantras here uh, in the earth realm. <laughs> so we want to bring him in. Everybody, welcome to Lorena McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. Michael, hello. Good morning, Loretta. How is everything going? <laughs> I was having some technical difficulties earlier, but they've all worked out. So well, I'm, I'm well, great thank now. God they came through. Thank God Amen. they came through. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it, of course, it's been one of those mornings where, uh, what they call Murphy's Law. <laughs> Murphy's, Law has, Murphy's Law has kicked in this morning. Oh, he was working on your end, too? Oh, yeah, had to help a neighbor with her garage. Her garage spring broke, and... Of course, the day, the door weighed a ton, and she had to be to work, so I had to help her lift it up and let it down. So thank God she protected <laughs> my back. <laughs> I know. Life is so fun. You just have to look at those things and just laugh. And, oh, yeah, you know, one you thing know. I I don't like when people say this, because they, I think they give the enemy way too much credit. They'll say, you know, they'll, they'll blame it all on the devil. When those things oh, yeah. just happen. You know, it was, it was not the devil. It was not the devil. It was a technical no. difficulty. That I had because I had to unplug the computer, and by the time I rebooted, it was time for the show to start. So that was it. That was it. It was nothing more, nothing less. That's true. You are exactly right. Um, well, go ahead and do this uh, segment. My assistant uh, should be here in a second. So I'll go ahead and continue with the second segment, Loretta, for one minute, okay? Go into the segment. Yeah. With okay, the we'll discipleship. Yeah. Oh, okay. Would love to, everybody. Okay, so this is how we flow over here. And um, we have so many things in the pipeline for Loretta McNary Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael. We have our own logo. We're going to do some websites. We'll do um, so many things are in the pipeline. We're going to do a meet and greet. So those who uh, want to come out and talk to us in person, Michael and Loretta, we will do a meet and greet, and we will probably film that as a TV show portion of the radio show, so at the meet and greet. And you will certainly hear more about that as time progresses. And Michael and I definitely want you all to be more interactive with the show. We love to hear your comments, your feedbacks, your questions, your concerns about what we discuss here because we, uh, Michael and I, we think of spiritual personal coaching as a holistic approach to improving, enhancing, making better, um, discovering who you are and what your passions are, 
um, so many areas that make um, life more enjoyable and peaceful and kind and loving, all those good things for you here. So um, that's what Discipleship International does. It's just a, it can be a personal one-on-one. It can be your family. It could be your spouse, your significant other. It could be your employees, whatever area you want to concentrate and make better. Michael, through Discipleship International, can walk with you through those processes to help create those and look at where you are, and then um, he'll ask where do you want to be, and then he'll help you create steps to get there. And I have had um, several (laughs) meetings with him myself, and I'm blown away by them. And, of course, you know, I'm also challenged by them because Michael does not hold back because he believes in um, excellence, as I do, and he believes in, you know, just saying what he feels the Spirit is saying to say to you. So it may step on your toes and crunch them a little, but it's all for your good and to help you reach those goals that you want to reach. So um, I would love to hear more from you all. And Michael's email is app. that's, Glory, G-L-O-R-Y, app, A-P-P, at AOL.com. That's his email address. My email address right now is Loretta McNary Show at gmail.com. You can find us both on Facebook, on Twitter. So we're very accessible, and we really, really want to hear from you. Even if you just want to say, hey, I didn't understand or I don't agree, that's okay, too, because we we understand that, you know, some things may be very new and we want to talk to you through those things. So make sure that you are available to us by emailing us so that we can, um, you know, stay in contact and hear what your thoughts are and make sure we're making we're touching on what you all want to hear and can help you better, um, you know, be better in your life and your professional world and your families and church and community. So that's what Discipleship International is all about. And, of course, you know, the Loretta McNary um, Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer is an offshoot of that. So we came together. And for those who are saying, well, who's Michael Farmer? And some may even say, who's Loretta McNary? Well, you can Google us. You can find us on Facebook and all that good stuff. But I'll just tell you a little about Michael while we're trying to do this transition. Michael Farmer serves as founder and CEO of Discipleship International Incorporated, a teaching and resource ministry with an emphasis on fulfilling Christ's commission to make disciples of all nations and perfect Saints in the body of Christ. He concurrently leads as founder and managing member of the Glory Corporation, LLC. And the Glory Corporation is a full service apparel and advertising company that provides uniforms, t shirts, and advertising specialty items to a wide client base across multiple industries and multiple states as well. Michael works with faithfully at the Breath of Life Christian Center where he facilitates the new business orientation class. He holds tenure as a teacher and facilitator in several institutes and worked as dean of ministry for the Developmental Institute for three years, originally from Oxford, Mississippi. Michael has an honors graduate from Fairleigh High School. He studied computer systems and accounting at the University of Memphis, which is now uh, which used to be the uh, Memphis State University, and also Southwest Tennessee Community College. Accepting a call to the ministry in 1995, Michael began his ministerial training at Breath of Life Ministry Developmental Institute and Pastor Teacher Training Institute. He graduated from both programs as valedictorian and licensed in 2006. 
As a former tax examiner, supervisor, and budget analyst with the Internal Revenue Service, Michael extends his ministry through teaching the application of accounting, finance, and numerical principles. He has instructed and facilitated several classes and workshops on debt reduction, financial literacy, and Bible economics. He resides in Memphis, Tennessee, and he is married to the lovely Miss Priscilla, and he is blessed with five daughters and two grandchildren. So that's um, just some of his bio, those high points that we like to know about a, a person who's um, impacting our lives, one of them his credentials are. <laughs> and to supersede all of that, he definitely has a gift from God to do all of these things. So now you know why it was so imperative and important to me to have him on as a partner co-host on Tuesdays to help broaden your horizon when it comes to all things spiritual, right? <laughs> okay. So, Mike, you can chime in any time. I just read your bio and talked a whole lot about who you are and what you're about and why you do what you do because you are called oh, and goodness. equipped and gifted to do these things. <laughs> so that perfect timing. Well, I know everything was good, so I don't have to worry about it saying anything bad about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so while I was sitting to this regular business, we are we're back uh, to do this thing. Like I said, I'm assistant less today, so I had to jump in and do something right quick with the customer. And now we are back on track. Um, All right. I know, you mentioned, I know you. I can't. I know you gave them a preface to what the show was going to be about today. I did. Yeah. And it's going to and be I'll also on. Talk about some upcoming things that we're working on about the meet and greet, where we'll do a actual oh, TV show with everybody um, at the meet and greet. They come meet us and talk to us and take pictures and ask questions. And I also um, gave them our email addresses and how to find us. So we've done that, and of course we'll do it again at the end of the show. But we're ready to talk about Discipleship International. I want to hear your vision for it, and also some of the things um, that you're working on. Okay. As it relates to um, Discipleship International. Okay. Well, uh, Discipleship International, believe it or not, is is the manifestation of a name that was whispered to me back in early 1990. I can re- and and you would never guess what I was doing. I was washing dishes. <laughs> so I, was, I always I always joke with people. I say, if you want some information from God, you need to put your hands in some suds. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was washing dishes, and I just heard this name whispered to me, and it's basically saying Discipleship International, and I said, well, and you know me, I said, well, that sounds good, you know, I didn't, I didn't know about none of the stuff that I know now, and I say about ten years later, between nine and ten, ten years later, in two thousand three, I was headed to a uh, church development uh, growth, well, what church growth. Growth and Development Strategies Conference in Houston, and I remember sitting in the sitting in the airport, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, "I want you to take out your uh, your pad and a pen." And even in those days, I don't think the iPad was even around, so we I had actual pen and paper. And He said, "Just begin to write without thinking or engaging your mind," and that's what I did. So I, I literally wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And when I finished, there were 13 segments. There were 13 topics on this piece of paper. And then he spoke and said, Discipleship International. And immediately that moment from 10 years ago came back. That's why I tell people, you know, that's why I was to make the statement, Loretta, 
that the future is now. Even though he said it then, it was like as if it was a minute has just only transpired from the time he spoke it to the time he actually gave me an understanding of what it was about. And that's when uh, I knew at the time that he wanted me to de- develop this uh, discipleship study, what I call discipleship study course, and it's basically intended to, uh, it's really targeted toward new believers. You know, bring them into, you know, the kingdom, bring them into the fold, so to speak, and then you you begin to give them this this care or this this grow this uh, this milk that they need to to grow up. A lot of times, because I was seeing, and you know, like certain ministries or certain churches are specialized in certain areas. So, so, so it said, if this person went in and they joined this particular church, say this, they saw on evangelism. Well, that's all this person heard about was evangelism when they didn't know just the basic, simple things of what it required to be a disciple in the body of Christ. So. I was inspired for, I guess, like lack of a better word, to do this. And that's, and two, and in 2006, that's when uh, the charge was given me to go ahead and step out and to make it a reality. So it was three years between 2003 and 2006, and that's when I began to develop the, uh, the cybership study course. I began to build the outline. Uh, most of the lessons have been fully developed. There are still some more that have to be uh, developed. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't take long. But the the way to do it now is to basically talk about them, go back, get the recordings, transcribe the information, and then publish it. So that's what uh, the method for the Cypership International is going to is going to be. And I don't mind telling people how I do it. Is you know is you know there there are things that happen in the body of Christ. God expects a lot of people to do it. Hopefully, I'm, I'm probably inspiring somebody to to do something. I'm quite sure they probably went through a similar experience. That's why I believe sharing my experiences, and it simply is nothing but a testimony for others to uh, for others to follow. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I, I began to just study what it means, you know, to be a disciple. What you know, you know what the word really means in its original. A rendering in, in the Hebrew and also in the Greek, so I did those things. And I don't want to get into those because we, it would take a whole lot more time than what I want to spend today on it. But Discipleship International, the ministry itself is, is a 501c3 ministry. Um, and my method of delivery in this is one-to-one. One-to-one okay. discipleship. Because I believe People need to be discipled in the areas or built up in areas where they are deficient. You don't need to be built up. If, you're, if your biceps are already built up, you don't need to keep working on them. You need to work on your shoulders so your shoulders and your biceps can, be, can have symmetry, as, as they say in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the fitness world, so okay. they can look the same. So... So what I did was develop this strategy where I can offer people an opportunity to have that one-on-one interaction with with someone who is knowledgeable of the word, who's who's lived many different facets of life and can can speak into the life from not just from a biblical point of view but also from a practical point of view. And right. 
So what I want to do is um, I, I just want to read you the the mission and the purpose of Discipleship International, and their hope there to give you some insight. Well, the uh, the purpose of Discipleship International is to is to provide a medium for Christians to receive continuing education, but beyond their traditional Sunday and midweek services. That's that's the, that's one of the purposes for us. We're we're not a replacement for church. We are supplementary. Right, and church. I like how you said that. <laughs> not so, instead of, but along with. And, and of course, along with. So so my my job as a minister in the body of Christ that God designed it is to make the pastor's job easier on Sundays or whenever they, or the church's job easier by helping them to help develop their members in certain areas. It's also uh, another purpose is to, is to provide uh, what I call urgent care and follow-up care for new converts from Sunday services. Some churches, quite frankly, don't even have that. They they bring people in on Sundays, and they are just left out there to fend for themselves. Well, if my goal is to give them that opportunity. If you have a new convert and you don't have a system about where you can adequately disciple this new convert, then give them to me. Mm-hmm. And I will teach them. I will bring them along and, you know, help them build themselves up and let them know what's going on. What is this newfound way of life that you have just entered into? Some of them don't know that. They just, some people, they'll assume that people know that. Some Most people usually don't know. They don't know what to do. They just know that <laughs> I've accepted Jesus, Christ as the Lord and Savior of my life, and they don't know anything about the Holy Spirit being there to guide and to direct them in all the affairs of life. So they're sort of they're there to sort of fend for themselves. So I'm kind of like an intermediary between all of that, and, and I also want to serve as a point of contact and follow up a new converse from like Evangelistic Crusades, another one. Say they have oh, an yeah. evangelistic crusade and they get all these people born again. Well, believe it or not, a lot of those crusades don't have follow-up systems. They don't call right. them. And, and it's hard to know where to point them because one church can't handle that kind of growth, um, that immediate growth. And one thing I want to add to what you were saying about um, when they have new converts or they have new um, people come into the church or new people from crusades, the beauty of this is, I don't want people to think that because you're not, you're not a pastor. You say I don't want to become a pastor. I'm not trying to get members. You're just trying to help walk with them with their pastors, you know, training and teaching. And so I don't want people yes. to feel like, well, I can't go to Michael because I'm a member of this church. Yes, you can. When you work at a, a corporate company, they send their employees out to training all the time with no fear of that employee trying to become hired by that training company. So exactly. it's the That's same true. thing in the body of Christ. We have to have these. Um, trainings and education, we need to do more of that. We we definitely, especially with the state that we're in, you know, and I can just use Memphis for one, we have over 2,000 churches, and then we still have a high crime rate. But we also have a lot of great things going on, too. I'm just saying that Christians need more training. We need more learning. We need to be more studied and, you know, things scriptural and also spiritual. So that's why this is so important and so practical to do, and you don't have to worry about, you know, trying to, Michael, trying to build, you know, get them to come to Breath of Life because Breath of Life has a ton of members. They're not looking for members. They don't still members, and they're not, you know, doing anything like that. I just want to validate what you're doing. It, think of it as training, not a yes. place to go and, you know, take your membership. It's a place of training. Yes. 
as I say, you know, and, and that's a piggyback on what you're saying is, you know, just think about it as continuing education for for Christians, just like when you mm-hmm. finish college, you know, where there's you know, there are continuing education credits that you can get. Um, not to say that you then you are not an alumni of the university or whatever program you graduated from. We're just here to just further solidify what you have and make you that much stronger of a person in your field. So that's that's, that's all the body of Christ is. I mean, we God gave five what we call five folds or five facets of ministry, uh, and that's apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Well. Our goal is to edify the body of Christ. So that's that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm carrying out my assignment by edifying or building you up in the body of Christ because the body is consists of individual members like your natural body. So if I can train one member, then I have just edified the body of Christ. So and 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 I'm not out trying to save the world. I'm not out trying to trying to reach as many people as I can get to because, you know, to be quite frankly, it's only a number of people I can reach at a time. Right. But hopefully this medium, this medium which we're using now, not through, like even through Blog Talk Radio here, we can reach more and then the ones who want that personalized or ind- individualized attention, then I'm here for that as well. Mm-hmm. So let's finish talking about the purposes. Another purpose that uh, that uh that we serve here at Discipleship International is to provide counseling services for distressed Christians. Now, you could be distressed in any area. I mean, it could be spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, intellectually, physically, financially, economically, socially, and culturally. And these are all the areas I think people need to have themselves built up in. And, of course, everybody goes through certain distresses in these. As we can see now, you know, some people go through social distresses, you know, where uh-huh. they get to the point where they can't, you know, they can't handle life anymore. Well, I'm I'm, I'm not a, a licensed um, medical counselor, but I do have, I do serve as a resource center for churches and surrounding communities for people who can give them the assistance and that medical attention if, if need be that they need. So those are the areas, um, all those areas Christians need to be built up in. Once again, let's read them again. Spiritually, mentally and emotionally, intellectually, physically, financially, economically, socially, and also culturally. I think if you develop yourself in all these areas, then you are way around it perfected Christian and you know how to handle yourself in in, in, in each one of these facets of, of life. Now the strategies that we employ at uh Discipleship International is simply just teaching um basically interactive teaching to be more precise and we use visual aid presentations as well. There's also the discipleship study course which I alluded to earlier and that's what we're um, we're and that's actually still a work in prog- a work in progress. It's a probably like I said, the the skeleton has been framed, the most has been laid now it's time to, to get all the other systems <laughs> to get get all the systems go to doing it. So that's what we're actually working on now. Uh, also, um an opportunity to, to do speaking engagements, whether that be at seminars or lectures or conferences or, or Bible studies. I'm I'm available for all of those. Um, all those venues, and then of course my favorite, which is the one-to-one discipleship, 
and I'd like to consider myself a spiritual personal trainer. And mm-hmm. and I basically employ the life coach model in, in doing this. Um, so that's that's the strategies that we employ here. So that is the goal. Now the mission and every organization should have a mission statement and Mine is simply we are a ministry that is predicated on and dedicated to carrying out the commandment given by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, before his ascension. Our intent and purpose is to bring forth mature disciples that will possess and demonstrate a workable knowledge of the authority, character, and purpose of the triune Godhead, which includes the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and individuality and in totality. As a result, Discipleship International will fulfill its role as a fivefold ministry gift described in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 9 through 16. And, uh, and the way I do that is through the written word, which we have as the Bible, All right. spoken word, which God gives through his ministry gifts, and then also the revealed word, which he gives through his Holy Spirit. So I'm, I'm just not limited to one aspect of, of where the word comes from. I employ all of those. I, I still, I'm, I'm still under a pastor that I still uh, grow and glean from, you know, on, on a weekly basis. So you, you never get there. You know, you're always in this mode of continually learning about something because something, something can be spoken during a Sunday or whatever day you, know, you choose to worship on, something could be said from the pulpit or from the podium during that time, and it could be a phrase, and it could completely change your life at that particular point in time. Mm-hmm. So that's why we, we should always, and whenever we go to these things to listen, that we go with the expectancy that I'm expecting to hear something that's going to affect my life. And that's important. So as I said before, this assignment was given to me on uh, September 11, 2003, and he basically said to me, I am sending you to those who don't know me. And then he confirmed that assignment on July 29, 2005, and he simply said, go forth and set my people free. And that's what I've been doing ever since. (laughs) So I'm, I'm actually looking to do it and... Just excited about what 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 God is looking to do in in the times in which we live now. We're 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 in the information age, so you know it 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 just further strengthens His Scripture that says, you know, my people are destroyed for uh, a lack of knowledge, and because you have because they have rejected the knowledge. So the lack is caused not by a lack of information. Lack of knowledge is not caused by a lack of information anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> a lack of knowledge is caused by you rejecting the knowledge that's coming forth. And because this, I mean, with the social media, with that, and then all the electronic Bibles and everything out there, and YouTube, and I mean, you just name it Google, you, what have you got? You can get the information concerning the body of Christ. And like I said, it's it's just not spiritually. I named about five other areas where you need to develop yourselves financially. 
Some people think just because they are, uh, you know, adept spiritually that their finances can just feed, their financial horse house can be a wreck. And I mean a lot of people <laughs> like that. So um, God expects us to be good stewards over the things that he's entrusted to us. So that's what I do then. And that's another one of my favorite areas, the financial area, because I think once the financial area is found, it, it just frees your mind up to receive better. It kind of it kind of detoxes the mind because <laughs> I believe that that clogs up the way you think, especially after grinding. It's the cause of the breakdown in, in so many relationships. Is that oh, breakdown is. of yeah. um, you know because of the finances, heavy burden when when they're not like they should be or could be. So it causes you know relationships to to go you know, to the pit and it calls marriages to break up because, you know, everybody knows that um, finances is always listed as one of the primary reasons for a divorce. So you need we need to do better because we have the money. You never know how much money you have. And Michael had to teach me this until you put it on paper because you keep saying, I don't have any money, I don't have any money. But if you track your spending for 30 days, it will blow your mind. It will blow your mind on how we're just, um, you know, Spending out of habit and emotional spending. <laughs> so um, Michael walks you through that step-by-step step to help you take a, a Photoshop of what it looks like today to help you get to where you want it to be. And he helps you manage that. And and, and I'm a firm believer in, um, I think I mentioned it once before, but I'm going to repeat it here again, that someone that was in one of the classes, finance class that I taught once before, uh, inboxed me on Facebook and gave me the testimony of that. I think that was about five to six years ago that they were in that class and they took the time to email to me to let them know that the principles that they learned in this class they actually put them into action and today they're debt free. And 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 they're not. And this couple is not fifty and sixty years old. This is a young couple. That I consider young because they're a whole lot younger than I am. <laughs> so so it, so that's that's a, that's a testimony to. Uh, being uh, hearers and not just—I mean, just being—not just being hearers only of the word, but also doers of the word. And and God's word, as I said, is is not just what comes out of the Bible. That's that's a majority. That's where the, the Bible is a, a very good vehicle where we can study and use. It. You also use a point of reference for when the Spirit does speak to you. You can you you can prove what He's spoken to you in the Word, and thank God He gave us that. But you also have to open your ears up to hear what God is speaking directly to you, because that that Bible doesn't doesn't address people individually. It it, it addresses you know us collectively. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit just has to give you the revelation or the uh, um, interpretation of what something means for you individually. Individually, because everybody's uh, situations at home their bank accounts, the way they think and process information, we're, we're all different. We're completely different. Even to the And I like that you said that because there's no, I mean, the principles are the same, the laws of attraction are the same, the reaping and sowing are the same, and, you yeah. know, certain spiritual laws and, and principles are the same, but um, our individual lives, they're, you know, they're not duplicated. So it's not that it won't work for us. It's, it, we have to look at it differently um, activate it differently, embrace it differently, but it will work. All those principles work for you, and we stated this earlier in the show when we first got started. These principles work whether you're a believer or unbeliever. They just work because they're spiritual laws. 
so, but the thing is, we want you to be a believer so that you can really um, take part in those benefits of, you know, salvation. And we talked about those those first shows, too. So go back and listen to the archives, and all this will make sense for you. And like Michael said earlier, it's, it's, we're limited by what we can share in an hour's time once a week. So that's why it's so important that we give you a landing space. We give you a landing place called Discipleship International and also our email addresses where you can um, contact us to get your questions answered. But I really suggest, because like I said, I've met with Michael twice, and he, you know, I'm probably one of his worst-case scenarios, but <laughs> he has truly, truly um, helped me. He has truly helped me in so many areas, and he continues to do that with his wisdom and his, um, his insight that he has. So I just encourage you to reach out. And you can call us. The phone number, for those who are listening online, is 347-539-5772, That's the number to call and ask Michael a question or to make a comment. Okay, Michael. Well, uh, <laughs> well what I want to do at this time is actually read the uh, read the scripture uh what I call the foundation scripture for the ministry. And I'm going to found on it a little bit, especially when it comes to the uh, uh, the term disciple, what that actually means. But as I said before, it starts in Matthew 28 and 19. And, of course, we know that Jesus now, he's he's been crucified, he's been buried, and he's now risen. And at some at this point, his disciples, the one that he discipled personally himself, uh, somewhat in hiding, <laughs> you know, for based, for fear, based for, for fear for their lives. And all of a sudden, Jesus appears. But he, he gave a warning. He, he used Mary to tell them that, look, uh, go, you know, she saw that he was risen and she was excited. And I go tell, you know, my disciples and Peter that, you know, the things that you have seen. And so she, of course, they have gone and she's probably told them that he has risen and of course, some of them probably not thinking about it. Oh, that that couldn't be. She was, she probably just delusional. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Jesus appears to them in his glorified body, and then that's when he's now making this statement to them. And he says, "Go ye therefore, and make disciples of all nations." Now, I'm, I'm going to read this from the American Standard Version because it is probably the most accurate. Uh, it's one of the most accurate English translations actually out there, and in this instance, it it, it uh, pains true in this instance. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. So this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. So there's one thing that you have to realize. In this context, Jesus is speaking to whom? Disciples. Mm-hmm. And he is saying, I want you to go and make disciples of all nations, which sticks with the same principle that God outlined in the beginning. Everything reproduces after its own kind. You can't make a disciple if you're not a disciple. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just one thing I want to make clear in this instance is that in order for you to make a disciple, you have to be a disciple yourself. 
So I, I I know that may be shocking to some <laughs> to some people, <laughs> but it's a it's a, as you said it's a it's a principle that God put out in in the universe when He created everything reproduces after its own kind. A sheep is going to produce a sheep. A human is going to produce another human. An apple seed is going to produce another tree full of apples. The apple tree is not going to produce oranges. <laughs> you know, oranges are, uh, orange seed is not going to produce watermelons. Right. Uh, uh, a human being is not going to conceive and deliver a chicken. No, they're going to produce another human being. So that's why he's telling. So he, that's why I want to give you the preface to this verse that Jesus is talking to his disciples. That's why you have to read the Bible within its full context if you're going to start interpreting. You have to interpret within context. Okay. Then let's look at the next phrase. It says, baptizing them, baptizing who? The disciples into the name. It then said, now most King James, the King James verse says use in the name. Now, I'm going to create a stir when I say this. The actual Greek word for that word, uh, in or into or to, in that instance, is ice, E-I-S in the Greek, and it means to or into, which denotes a specific point reached. So most people interpret this verse to mean water baptism. Well, I'll submit to you that it, this verse doesn't deal with water baptism. So I'm to go further into it. Like I said, just hold on, just hold your rocks. I know you probably want to <laughs> do like they did, Jesus, just take me out to the to the edge of the Loose Hatcher River and throw me in. Just, <laughs> just, just, just hear me out. He says, baptizing them into the name of the Father and into the name of the Son and into the name of the Holy Spirit. That's where you need to interpret that. So if I'm baptizing you into something, not in something, that that one word makes all the difference in that verse. Mm. And I challenge any biblical scholar who's listening right now to prove me wrong. So I'm, 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 I'm putting that out there. And so he says, baptize them into the name. Now, the word name signifies four specific things. And we've talked about it before. It signifies purpose, authority, character, and knowledge. And the word baptize means to, in, to Im, immerse or to identify with. It means to immerse in, in water or, or, or to figuratively, uh, it means to, literally it means to immerse me in water, figuratively, and this is what Jesus is talking about, figuratively, sometimes literally, baptizing them, immersing them into the purpose, authority, and character, and knowledge of the Father, and into the purpose, authority, and character, and knowledge of the Son, and into the purpose, and authority, and character, and knowledge of the Holy Spirit. So they know that they, they all have their own distinct personality, even though they are one, they all have distinct purposes and that's what and that's what one of the lessons in the Cybership International deals with, deals with the triune Godhead, what their purposes are. Let's look at the next phrase. Now there's a colon right after that, which means it's going to describe how that should be done. How do mm-hmm. we baptize them into the name? And it says what? Teaching them 
They didn't say anything about a baptismal pool. They didn't say anything about a pond. They didn't say anything about a lake. <laughs> they said baptizing them. I mean, it says teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. So, it's, so he's telling them the things that I have taught you concerning who the Father is, who I am, and who the Holy Spirit is. He said that's what you teach them. And not only that, he said, I want you to observe all things that I've commanded you. And Jesus talks about a whole lot of issues, and, and, that, and we're going to talk about that in, in some later segments. And so it's called discipleship, disciple and discipleship facts. When Jesus taught in the New Testament, I will probably estimate, now I'm just kind of going out here on a limb right now, 75% of the time he was talking directly to his disciples. Right, yeah. So so he he talked about a lot of different issues that, that pertain to a lot of different areas in life. He said, all these things that I taught you, he said, I want you to go out and make disciples by doing exactly what I did to you. And then he gave them, and there's another colon right behind, I, first of all, I commend you, and it says, and lo, and he said, and, and you can do this, how? By knowing that I am with you always, even to the end of this world or the end of this age. Mm-hmm. Now, now that's the foundation scripture for the Discipleship International. Everything that that happens in the Discipleship International, I can always go back to this scripture. That's why I call it the foundation scripture. I can always point back to this scripture here. And, and that's where my purpose comes from. That's where my mission statement comes from. That's where my mode of ministry comes from. It all comes from this one verse right here. Now, there's another uh, scripture that I mentioned earlier, and that was Ephesians 4, 9 through 16. I'm going to read this from uh, the same the American Standard Version as well. And it says, now this, he ascended, but is it, wow, right in the, suddenly got small. <laughs> small and, and, and turned into one straight line. So let me let me pick it up and, and adjust it because I don't have my reading glasses. Okay. It says, now this, it says, now this, he, now this, he ascended. What is it? But he also descended into the lower parts of the earth. That he that descended is the same. Also, that ascended far above all the heavens, that he might feel all things. Now, that's an actual parenthetic phrase um, that that they inserted there. The translators inserted there, and it says, "And he gave some to be apostles, and some, and you put, and you could put infer infer in there, and some to be prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and teachers." There's a colon, and it's telling us why he gave us for the perfecting or the maturing of the saints unto the work of ministering, unto the building up of the body of Christ. Another colon. I'm going to tell you what the purpose of all that is. Till we all attain unto the unity of the faith, and inferred in there also is until we all attain unto the unity of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a full-grown man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
another colon. See, he's constantly explaining himself what all these mean. That we may be no longer children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate or the seed of men and craftiness after the wild of error, but speaking truth and love, we may grow up in all things into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom all the body fitly framed and knit together through that which every joint supplies according to the working in due measure of each several or individual part, making the increase of the body unto the building up of itself in love. Now I'm I'm just going to paraphrase this. Mm-hmm. It would it would take it would take probably a week or so to go here and just really just just do an exegesis of this. And I'm and I'm not because first of all most people are not even going to hear it. It'll bore them to tears. But I'm but <laughs> I, I love that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to paraphrase it. It is simply saying that when Jesus ascended into before he ascended to heaven, he gave gifts unto men. Now, Jesus couldn't give us anything that he didn't have himself. So right. all of these gifts were resident on the inside of him. He, he didn't need them where he was going. So he said, I'm going to give these as gifts unto the body of Christ with a specific purpose that they use these gifts to edify the body because I'm the head. Jesus already Now, the head is already full grown. But he mm-hmm. said now the body has to grow up into the head. So you got to think, so the body, so let's just think the, the head is, is elevated and fixed in a certain position. And just think, say, the body is, and just say the head is six feet off the ground and the body is now one feet. Where now the body now has to grow into maturity into six feet until it can fully grow up into the head. And when that happens, that's when the body of Christ is now ready and Jesus can come back and receive his bride. Until that happens, until that happens, then we're just going to be wishing and hoping and wondering when he's already laid out in the scripture what has to happen. He said because at some point in our Christian walk, if you look down in verse 16, it says that the body of Christ has to learn how to build itself up in love. At some point, you're not going to need these ministry gifts. Just like at some point in life, you don't need your first-grade teacher, your second-grade teacher, <laughs> your third-grade teacher, and then going all the way through to, to college. You don't need those teachers anymore. Why? Because you, you, you got it. You now know what to do in life. You can now take this information that they taught you and go out and conquer in the world. But that's what that's what we should be doing as the body of Christ. We should be maturing. We should be maturing the people to the point where the body now doesn't need the fivefold ministry gifts to edify it. He said the body will be able to now edify itself. How? In love. And he even said that. And and he even said Jesus himself even said that that the true mark to the world that we're united is that is the world sees the love that the church has for one another. It, it, it didn't say that it has for the world. He said that the world will see the love that we have one for another. Mm. That, that's the sign he's given to the world that 
my church is real. You know, you, you should want to be a part of this. So that's why I'm very dogmatic about, you know, my position as, you know, as, as, as a prophet in the body of Christ, and I do have the ability to teach. And I do it very well. I'm not. It's not bragging. It just. It's what God has endowed me or gifted me with to do. And I just. I just learned to. Take advantage of all of those, these gifts. That He gave gave in my life, starting back in 1989, of apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers, to mature me. And I'm I'm now mature to the point where, I can build myself up. If I if I never listen to another pastor, another ministry gift, I can now edify myself in love. What what does love signify? Love signifies that I'm doing the things that God has commanded me in His Word. Mm. So so and 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 you're not going to hear this talk in in churches. I'm I'm just going to be serious because it's I mean it's and I'm and I'm quite sure you probably got some declaring I'm a heretic right now, but you know. That's that's quite all right because I I just took you to the word. I didn't take you to what Michael thinks. I just took you to <laughs> to the word and what it says and what the intent of that verse was. And at some point we'll we'll get in into you know doing a segment on what discipleship really is. But a, a disciple simply is a student. The word disciple means to instruct, and the word disciple the 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 uh, the Noun disciple means someone who is a scholar or to become a pupil. That's what it means. So that means discipleship is a two-way street. There, there has to be a willingness on the, one, on the discipler, and then there has to want to see this person edified and built up. There should be an expectation on the disciple I'm just using terms where you can relate to <laughs> the one who's been disciple. There should be an expectation on their end that you have the ability to teach me, and I want that. Not only want that, but I need that from you if that's what you say you are. If you say that you are a pastor, then you need to be edifying me. If you say you're an apostle, then you need to be edifying. You need to be building me up. If you say you're a prophet, you... you I expect you, you should be building me up. If you're a teacher, you should be building me up. If you're an apostle, you should be building me up. So in other words, Michael, you're saying that we should be using our gifts, not just on Sunday and not just in the church, but outside of that, especially outside of that. 24-7-365. Amen. <laughs> and, and not just... And not just Sunday. That's that just usually the day God sets aside where we come in and we and we can enjoy the you know the spirit of fellowship and the spirit of worship and praise and you know just gathering around His His Word and then there's that there's a corporate anointing that happens when we get together. That's where He where He can show up and like I said and be in in the midst of us if we're all on one accord and we're all in agreement then He shows up. And then he gives us the thing that he wants us to get as a local body or as, as a group, whatever they gather and have gathered for. Then he now has the right to show up and do what he needs to do. 
But but like the certain requirements have to be met for them to do that, and unity is one of them. It definitely is, and we, oh my goodness, we 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 could do better at that. If we can definitely do better at the unity, that just means coming together, together, <laughs> you know, lifting us all up. Oh my goodness, I, I can see it happening because I just believe that there is. People are so thirsty right now, and they're so hungry for more. And that yes. more is going to lie within their um, becoming more knowledgeable of the word that's in the Bible, and then of the word that God is speaking to them individually. And sometimes, yes. you know, if you can't get it, He will send a prophet, somebody in your life, because there are everyday, daily. 2013 people who operate in that gift of prophecy. I definitely believe that. Um, so, <laughs> but then we, ha- I hope we can do a show on that one day too, Michael, on um, the gift of we prophecy can. because we need to understand that more. We need to understand the, the um, gifting and the, just what, what, is the Holy Spirit? What are the functions of the Holy Spirit? I really think if we if we got those prophecy, because you know you're hearing people saying, and I'm not saying they're not because I can't tell you who is and who isn't. That's not my job. I wouldn't dare yeah. lay my finger on that. But I just want us to understand it so that we know we know because the Bible tells us some are called, many are chosen, and a few are called. So, yeah. or I got that backwards. <laughs> many are called, a few are no. chosen. Yeah, that's right. Because I just read it in Matthew 6 chapter. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I know it's in there. So I just want us to understand because we just kind of get swept into so much stuff without us understanding. And then because churches, they're like that. It's only an hour, hour and a half, two hours sometimes, and you can't get everything you need in a church service. You can't get everything you need on a Wednesday night because people have their agendas, and, and that's fine. I, I I love that. But that's why it's so important, and, and at this point in time, it's so imperative that we do more. We do more individually because we're accountable for stuff ourselves. The church is not accountable for us. We are accountable for ourselves when it comes to all things spiritual. So we got to get that knowledge. And like you stated earlier, it's not because – of lack of knowledge, because knowledge is there. <laughs> knowledge is everywhere. We're bombarded with messages and knowledge it's that we don't take advantage of it, like you stated earlier. So I want people to say, you know what, Loretta and Michael, they're not doing this just because they have nothing else to do because we all have busy, busy schedules, and everybody does. But if you're just busy for the sake of being busy, that's totally different. But if you're busy to edify and to build up the kingdom and add numbers and to, you know, help people feel better every day you're doing that, then that's the busy you should be about, not just for the sake of being busy and going to meetings. I just don't don't call me for meetings. <laughs> call me when you have a plan and you're ready to initiate that plan, and I'm a part of that right. step, something I have that you want me to share with you to help you go to that next level, but not just for the sake of meeting. So I want people to understand this is a gift. <laughs> it's, we are being used to help you because this was not yeah. on my radar. It was certainly not on Michael's radar. <laughs> He had to be convinced, and once he was convinced, he realized it was part of um, the whole plan of what he's called to do. So we we did this. Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal trainer, our personal coach. So I just want people to understand that and to to take advantage of it. We're offering the services. We're telling you how to bond, Michael. We're telling you what he does and and how it can help. So when you're listening to the show, take it a step further. 
and, you know, make something happen. Make a phone call. Make a, Do it, not a phone call, but an email. Send out an email and get this information. Well, that was, um, you said something in there that was um, a scripture that said, you know, many are called and few are chosen. You know, the, the word call simply means that, you, that, that you've been invited or you have been summoned. That's what that word called. You've been asked to come forth. That's what it means to be called. You like, you like when you call on your children, you call the name out. Individually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And a full name when you really are serious. <laughs> no, that's right. But I guess the best way I can explain it is uh, I know quite sure people can relate this real easy. And that's uh, when you go, when you are called to jury duty. When you get down there, there's hundreds of folks down there. So you got all those people that have been called or they have been summoned to this particular courthouse or convention center or whatever it is, uh, the venue they, they want you to gather. And they explain to you everything and then they give you how you can get out of it. <laughs> they give you all those. They go, they go through this whole thing. I just went uh, how you can get out of it and the requirements, what you can meet. But it, you know, if you do it at some point, you know, you're still going to have to end up doing it. But at some point, you know, the the selection process begins, and that's where you're chosen, you know, to sit on a, a particular jury. And, of course, you do not, if you're not familiar with the legal system, um, attorneys are involved in, you know, they're looking at these uh, juries and they're looking at your occupation. They say, well, you know, they can do the peremptory challenge, and they, they say, well, no, we don't want this particular juror because they they do this, and they may be swayed to think this one way or other. So all of those hundreds of people were called, only 12 will be chosen to sit on that jury. Mm. And, and and that's based on that someone selected. It's not, you know, selected you to be on that jury. It's not just a, a pull of a hat. You know, some of them do that, but for the most part, if you're, if you're on a jury, your peers then, you know, the attorneys and on both sides are looking at, okay, well, we don't want, you know, we don't want this person on jury. You know, based on it, it could be something that you are on your, or they just looking at, they can sit down and look at you and say, well, you know, we want to strike jury number eight. Are they thinking, look, my, my client's life is hanging in the balance here. So God does the same thing. He He calls. Like that, many are called. He said, "Only few are chosen because most people just are not going to rise to the occasion." Right. All <laughs> the all the typical excuses. You know, I'm not perfect. You know, God know my heart. You know, you know the, the, the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. I mean, they 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 you got to consider their name a whole bunch of them. And all you're doing is just disqualifying yourself from the call. God said, well, I don't I can, like I say, a call is nothing. I mean, if a call gets you there, doing what you're supposed to do and being pleasing in his sight is what gets you chosen. And we know what pleases God. We talked about it for five weeks, what, for four weeks, and that's faith. Faith is what pleases God. So I don't want people to get wrapped up in, you know, I'm, I'm called to do this and I'm called to do that. Yeah, but, you know, there's another part to that. You know, have you been chosen to do it? You know, have you proven yourself worthy 
to be identified with the name of Christ? Are you are you proving yourself worthy to to invoke His name? So it's and and that's what I, I, I my goal as as a minister is to really open your eyes. I, I, my my goal is to is to help you think critically, and, and critically sometimes means that you you gotta look at you, not just other people. You gotta look at you first. Oh yeah! Oh, definitely. Because 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 any any word God gives me, I always apply it to me first before I give. Now, unless He gives me a word for somebody just specifically, then I I let that person know specifically about it. But normally, just what I call a general word, He gives me a general statement that He you know you know inspires me or imparts to me. I always apply it to me first, always. Because you got to clean your own house before you start talking about <laughs> what's the old song, Loretta? Uh, you got to sit behind song? your own front door before you keep yeah. around It takes, yeah, you know, yeah. six days. Sleep around your own front door. Yeah. I should love that song. It's a little boy. It, 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 had a, it had a gift to it. I didn't, I didn't even know what it meant. It just sounded, just sounded right. <laughs> it sounded like it got some good meaning. It like it got some good meaning to it. But I remember hearing that little boy just being just really precious with the with just the song, and then I saw the video one time. They had the little brooms. <laughs> no, and 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 if you don't listen, you all you all you all have to just forgive us. We we like just being. I like being myself. Yeah, me and too. We, and you know, the we, person I'm good at being is myself. So and you know we wanted to be entertaining. But I I just have to put things out there sometimes and God gives them to me. But but truth but truly when it when it comes to discipleship, you know that is that is you know what He's called me to do. And my goal is to do it with all my heart, my my my, my soul and my strength. Because I I don't want to be called to do this. I want to be the one chosen. To do this, and I believe He's chosen me for such a time as this to get it carried out. Um, because there's a, a cost that goes with discipleship, and you know, of course, you know, well, I'm always going to give give you an, uh, an acrostic for cost. There's an acrostic for cost. There's okay, a cost to discipleship. Uh, the C stands for commitment. The O stands for obedience. The S stands for sacrifice. And the T stands for trust, which is just a synonym for faith. So the cost of discipleship is commitment, obedience, sacrifice, and trust. And there is when you do a study on the disciples, man, they 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 did it all. They sacrificed a lot. They were committed. When the, when, when the multitude decided to turn away from Jesus, it's time for you to eat my flesh and drink my blood. They were the their response was when he asked them, you know, you all gonna leave too? Their response was, you know, Lord, no where else we where where else are we going to go? You the one to have the words, you know, to the kingdom and eternal life. So there it is. You know, if if you're gonna be a true disciple, then you're gonna to have to identify with those four with the cost of discipleship. Commitment, obedience, sacrifice and Trust. Trust. Oh, we could do a show just on trust alone. <laughs> I mean, all of those for sure. But that that word trust, woo, 
that, that could be a show. But, oh, my goodness, I, I'm not even watching the time here. <laughs> oh, I've really gotten into the conversation because I really want people to understand that there is help. There is someone who can walk side by side with them and have them if they need um, need that to happen as well. And I also mentioned, Michael, that, you know, they can do it as a team, like a spouse and um, husband and wife team or family. Oh, yeah. You get to that initial. Yeah, yeah, a groups. Um, maybe they got a book study class or a Bible study class. They want to come and just have some some icing on the cake that's already baked for them. So I just really yeah. want them to understand that um, it's not a one size fit all kind of um, structure for the program. He uniquely tailors it to fit your individual needs. So, and like I said, I'm a student. <laughs> I'm a student, and I just know that I'm better, I'm more knowledgeable, and it's even helped me with my stress level. I don't worry near near as much as I used to, but anyway, that's enough of that. Michael, thank you so much for your insight today and sharing Discipleship International with us and how that uh, once you are a disciple, it's easier to, um, to make disciples of other people because like attracts likes and you bear what you, you bore what you are kind of yes. thing, so, <laughs> and there's more to come, so we're going to start a new series on next Tuesday, so stay with us, so we're not going to tell you what it is, but if you tune in next Tuesday, I guarantee you will find out what that new series is. As always, think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, we'll see you next Tuesday, and thanks so much for listening to Loretta McNary Live presents Even Tuesdays on. with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach and trainer. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.